The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. This show brought to you by Jersey Ninja. New items added weekly, superior quality products, excellent selection, competitive pricing, 100% satisfaction guaranteed. That's Jersey Ninja at jerseyninja.com. Your source for great quality hockey jerseys and performance wear products. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Join the revolution and save the galaxy. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Want to know more? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Join the revolution and save the galaxy. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Want to know more? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is Extreme Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced, it cannot be stopped, and it is the only free voice left in the Geek Revolution. Okay, take three. Check out the homepage, WeBeGeeks.net. Support our affiliates. They're all right there. I'm not going to go through them all. I just did and found out we weren't recording. <clears throat> go check them out. Uh, but I will say go check out because they do pay us. Go check out Jersey Ninja at jerseyninja.com. Uh, they've got use code WeBeGeeks for 10% off your purchase from there on your hockey jerseys, basketball jerseys, performance shirts or performance hoodies. They got some great stuff. So check them out. Uh, tell them Weeby Geeks sent you. Obviously, you will if you use code Weeby Geeks for 10% off. Um, we are the Dashing Duo, Derek and myself. I'm not going to say how are you doing because, well, at this point, I'm, hey. Doing, hey. <laughs> I'm doing just fine. But hey, no fine. pain medicine for me. <laughs> I'm doing fine now. We'll see how I'm doing Sunday. I we could possibly get a foot of snow. <laughs> For me, I I've been off my good pain meds for almost a week now. Good. <laughs> Actually, it is good. Uh, I was I was on them pretty solid for two and a half days, day of surgery, and about two days after. Were they making you loopy? Actually, no. Oh, that's good. But it it did. I mean. If I was tired enough, it made me tired. But if I wasn't mm-hmm. tired, it didn't do anything. But it did definitely take the, the edge off the, the pain very hard, very quick. So no, that's good. It's all good for that. 
for those who don't know, I had foot surgery um, on the 29th of December, right before New Year's, and uh, had two screws inserted into my right foot. So now I got screws in the left and screws in the right. You put the screws in your left foot, you put the screws screws in your right right foot. And it doesn't doesn't great work. (laughs) I I love Melissa's post on the on the day of my surgery. He puts the right foot in, puts the right foot out, puts the right foot in, and shakes it all about well, no, no, he doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) So um Two big names that, well, three big names that we're going to, I'm going to say, uh, sorry for the loss that we lost. Uh, Glennis Jones, Johns, who was the mother of Mary Poppins, passed away this week. David Soul passed away this week from Starsky and Hutch. And Connie Madigan from Slapshot passed away. Even though his role was very bit, it's a cult classic. Most people would know who he is. He's the Syracuse Bulldog who, when announced for the championship game, um, told everyone in Johnstown that they were number one. <laughs> so, uh, our condolences to, to their families and to all the families who lost loved ones uh, here in the first five days of the year. That's got to be pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, our friends over at the Pop Insider. I have a few stories that we're going to use. Coming this summer, the Disney and Star Wars villainous universe will expand. So, uh, fans will find new versions of this modern classic on shelves later this year. There are three villainous lines, Disney, Star Wars, and Marvel. Each collection features characters from the brands you love and some that you hate. Love to hate. <laughs> Uh, for those who are looking to venture into the villainous universe, there will be a new version of Disney Villainous, an reduction to evil that features streamlined gameplay inspired by feedback from fans and players. Uh, the new villainous introduction to evil, the $30, will have a refreshed box and feature classic villains like Maleficent, Captain Hook, Prince John, and Zoe's favorite, Ursula. Mm. It's not her favorite. She hates her. The passion. Uh, this version, which was first introduced as a limited Disney 100 edition last year, will be making the gameplay experience more welcoming and enjoyable for both beginners and dedicated fans when it debuts in August. Plus, two new expandable games are OTW for 19 or on the way for 1999 each. While these games come with fewer characters than the 29. 29- 99 version um they can still be enjoyed on their own right out of the box fans can travel further through the galaxy this summer with new star wars villainous expandable expand alone expand alone expand alone games <clears throat> while the name of the game and details on which characters will be included are yet to be released Aww. this will be the third edition to the star wars inspired series i mean we all know who the star wars villains are so I'm sure Luke, it wouldn't be sure. Han, that, that, that Wookiee, he's the worst villain ever. <laughs> Especially when he has to wear that red robe once a year. Um, he's really <laughs> scary then. Uh, and Disney darlings have Disney villainous sugar and spice to look forward to next June. The game includes King Candy from Wreck-It Ralph and Shere Khan from The Jungle Book. There will also be a Target exclusive special edition of the game with a candy bar themed packaging sleeve with an exclusive finish on King Candy's mirror. 
So hmm. I, I think this is something that I'm going to have to delve into. Could be fun. I, I've, I've seen these games, mm. but I, I've never really got into it. I think now I want to get into it more. But who, oh, Ravenburger US makes the game. Well, we might have to reach out to them, see about getting them on the show. Mm, yeah, that would be fun. We haven't done that in a while with, with games, mm. a game company. So oh, I have to pursue that. Uh, and then Zuru, who we know them for X shots and uh, you know, the foam, the foam dart weapons. So, oh, right, right. Uh, they also have a thing called mini brands. Um, well, they have introduced something new to the mini brand, to their mini brand world. Shoes and books. Replicate your shoe collection and normal size bookshelf with mini versions of the same items. Hmm. There are several footwear options within the new mini brand sneaker line. You can collect real miniature sneaker brands like Reebok, Airwalk, Skechers, Prince, and more. And these mini kicks are heavily detailed to match the real shoes and even come in little shoe boxes. Right? Interesting. So if you're into that, this may be another thing because it's crazy how prices of shoes like Air Force Ones alone (laughs) insanity. I have a I have a Nike. Oh yeah. I have a Nike outlet store right here near my house. The lines for people wanting to get into that store before the store opens in the morning insane. Really? Yes. They have a. I've never seen this at Adidas or the Reebok outlets or the New Balance outlet. There's a cop that sits out that sits at the store during normal operating hours. <laughs> what is it with Nike that this is the case? I don't understand. Well, you know, it's like anything that people collect. I, it's just a collector's mentality. I I'm not a Nike shoe wearer. I'm either Reebok, I'm Reebok or New Balance, mainly now more New Balance. Um, but I'm going to have to, um, I, I found a pair of Reebok shoes that I, I got and I set aside as spares. But my, my New Balance that I wear for work are almost two years old and they're ready to be pitched. <laughs> so I'm going to be going to these to my Reeboks until I could get a new pair of New Balance and then put these Reeboks back as a backup just in case. Um, now, if you're more of a bookworm than a sneakerhead, no worries. The book versions are going to come with more than 40 popular book replicas, including minis of Stranger Things, A Christmas Carol, Colin Hoover novels, Roland Dahl stories, and a rare glow-in-the-dark mini Goosebumps Night of the Living Dummy. Each book comes with a mini bookmark and a mini magnifying glass so you can read the tiny print. Insane. That's cute. It's, it's very cute. So this would be something great for those of you have who have Elf on the Shelf. You can create your own little reading space <laughs> in, in a luxury room for your elf. For your- we did that with Zoe. We would go right before her birthday. We would let her go get some some of the mini brand stuff, mm. so she could have things ready for her elf because she had a little <laughs> little area for her elf. So her elf has supplies to make it through <clears throat> the Christmas season, through the holiday season. We have cute. at my work. We have a we did an elf on the shelf thing, but um, he's currently 
tied up, hands and feet tied up and gagged riding on the back of a reindeer. <laughs> well, for a while, I haven't done it in a couple of years, but I would, I would take my Star Wars Black Series troopers and they would oh, yeah. and, and do some scene with, with, her, with her elf. <laughs> so... Um, so yeah, those are the two stories I've got from, uh, from pop insider, I guess to continue on with, uh, collectible news, do some ghostbusters and little people, <laughs> which little people, I'm going to start off with little people, little people collector figure set is now on sale. Okay. So there's little people. Apparently they're now not only just for kids, but there's collector sets for adults. Um, I did not yeah. expect this. Well, I mean, they've had, they've kind of had a crossover, I guess you could say. They've done Back to the Future, Star yeah. Trek, eighteen, But this one. Well, this is Nightmare. This one is definitely. Well, they've done Nightmare Before Christmas adults. and Park and Rec yeah. and Friends, which is fine. Now, a lot of kids know that because of, I mean, I can see kids playing with those as well. Because of, you know, parents watching them, watching the shows while kids are being entertained on their own. Mm. But this is for a show called Outlander, which I also found interesting because Build-A-Bear has two bears based on this show of Claire and Jamie. Really? Yeah. It's like, well, kids aren't going to know what this, what these two are. This is being, these two are being geared towards adults. Yeah, because this is definitely, that's definitely not a show kids should be watching. Have you watched it? Uh, Not yet, but I've heard all about it. I want to watch it. It's on my list. We are halfway through season two. And apparently, um, we're watching it on Netflix. Apparently, they're already halfway through season seven, which is on, and the show's on stars. Mm. So it's, uh, it's an interesting show. Uh, Melissa and I are enjoying it. Um, it, it's, um, based in Scotland and is around the mythical stones of Craig Nadon. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, very, very intriguing what's going Mm. on. So Claire's a world war two nurse. Her husband was also in world war two, uh, uh, Frank Randall. And she touches these stones one day and ends up back in the 1700s. Right. I know that much. And then she marries a Scot there by the name of Jamie Fraser, mm. who has a in his enemy, so to speak, is British Army Captain Jonathan Blackjack Randall. <gasps> <laughs> Why is that last name important? Because that is a relative of her 20th century husband, Frank Randall. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> the show really goes, but it's mm. an intriguing show. I've heard that's what I've heard. I've heard it's really good. It's a really, it's a really good show. We've been enjoying it. So, uh, other collector news. This is going to wrap up collector news for the for the week. Ghostbusters, Frozen Empire, Funko Pops include major spoilers about the new villain. Mm, There's some typical. Yeah, of course. Now the page has gone blank on me. <laughs> Pictures I'm seeing, pretty cool. Ah, uh, there we go. Uh, so the new fun, Funko lot. Launched the first new Funko Pops of 2024 and a wave of Ghostbusters inspired figures of the upcoming film were amongst those released. Uh, in them, 
is uh, comes the new villain that was teased in the first trailer, along with its name. So, uh, but the story does not does not give the name. Just fine, okay with that. Uh, actually, yes, it does. <laughs> now you're we are the first to, to know that the new villain's name is Garika. Character is a pretty standard demon-like appearance. Has a demon-like appearance as well. Uh, they also introduce us to a new ghost named Pukey. <laughs> that tells you everything you need to know. Maybe more than I wanted to know. I want Slimer back. <laughs> I know, right? Well, Slimer's just appear. as much a part of this franchise in the cast as the ghost mm-hmm. Um other notes is a race stance, Uncle Pop holding um, a glow-in-the-dark orb, as well as the return of many puffs. Rounding out the wave is Gooberson and Phoebe. Okay. I like the mini puff on the treadmill. <laughs> yeah. on those hamster wheel. Those are cute. Yeah. I like those. So, um, Superman Legacy. James Gunn debunks one DC character's rumored return. Slightly disappointing, but I may have to have you take this story because oh, there we go. Story. It's uh so the rumor has it that has been that uh Viola Davis was supposed to be coming back as Waller. A gun very quickly um shot that down. Return as Waller in Legacy, he says on X. No, if that's a rumor out there, it's false as usual. Mm, that's unfortunate. I kinda I did like her as Amanda Waller, but doesn't mean she won't be in the gun universe. That's true. Because we we still don't know completely if uh, Peacemaker and the Suicide Squad are part of his universe. I believe they are, I thought. I think it's the only thing from the DCEU that's carrying over. Mm. Those were his projects. Right. So... Uh, pre-production on Superman Legacy is well underway ahead of filming starting later this spring. Nice. Um, and of course, uh, he has put a stop to the rumor of yeah, mm. Amanda Waller. Uh, of course, oh, another Tom Wilkinson from Batman Begins and the Full Monty passed away at the end of the year last year. Oh, uh, yeah, I knew about that one. I did hear about that one. Um, yeah, of course, not only was he in... Batman Begins, who is in The Patriot, A Girl with a Pearl Earring, Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind, Valkyrie, <laughs> The Best Exotic Marigold Hotel, Selma, and The Grand Budapest Hotel in Denial. Uh, he was Falcone in Batman Begins and IMF Secretary in Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. So, yeah, another major loss. So I'm looking at at this um at disney plus they have added one of the best marvel movies ever oh yeah i don't know about that but you can finally stream the original x-men from 2000 as you get ready for marvel studios echo more percy jackson and the olympians which is actually a decent show i'm enjoying that a is real it? a real bug's life which i don't know anything about and i'm gonna have to watch uh, hmm. but they also show X-Men from 2000 dropping today. And it includes Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Nice. <clears throat> so. Um, 
Um, but in this on Instagram, they also mention uh, on January 23rd, The Last Repair Shop. January 31st, Marvel Studios assembled The Making of Echo and A Hero's Journey, The Making of Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Uh, Series-wise, uh, January 3rd, 10th, 17th, 24th, and 31st, Percy Jackson and the Olympians. January 3rd and 10th, BTS, Moments Beyond the Star. Uh, 3rd, 10th, 17th, and 24th, Dragons of Wonder Hatch. I need to get into that one. Uh, I'm not familiar. I'm not familiar with it either. Uh, January 3rd, Alice's Wonderland Bakery, Season oh, 2. Nice. <laughs> season 2? Season 2. I didn't even know there was a season one. <laughs> January 3rd, X-Men, season 10, all episodes. And January 3rd, hmm. Forged in Fire, seasons 8, 7, and 8, all episodes. Hmm. Uh, History's Greatest Mysteries, Storage Wars, Modern Marvels are all uh-huh. out now. Uh, January 7th, The Incredible Pot Farm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yep. Not what I expected on Disney, but Okay. Um, no, definitely not. I hope that the title is not what we think it is, but I doubt it. I don't. <laughs> I mean, I. It, <laughs> we'll find out in two days from from recording. <laughs> hey, it's something. It's something you can watch when you're snowed in on Sunday. <laughs> football. Oh, who cares about football? It's only week eighteen. It's the incredible pot farm. Well, the Patriots certainly aren't worth watching. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, but you know who is? <laughs> the Browns. Sure. <laughs> you know what the Browns tie is to the Patriots? Bill Belichick. Oh, really? He used to be our coach before he went to the Patriots. Mm. They moved to Baltimore or right or a year or two before they moved to Baltimore. He, he was with the Browns, and I think he got let go. And then... Around that time period, it's when he went to the Patriots. Mm, I did not know that. So what could have been that never was? Six championships in Cleveland that instead happened mm-hmm. in uh, New England. Well, thanks. Well, <laughs> if, if he left because they moved the team to Baltimore, I wouldn't blame him. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the Brown, the Browns' biggest rival for years has always been Steelers. But once that move happened, or Modell moved the team from Cleveland to Baltimore, Baltimore became number one, and Steelers too is the two biggest mm-hmm. rivals. So, but with the AFC North, Cleveland, Cincinnati is also a big deal as well. Usually, so I mean, how often do you find? Teams, their biggest rivals are within the same their their own division. Not often. True. But playoff wise, you know the times that we prior to Cleveland two point at this, the Broncos and the Jets used to knock us out of the playoffs. I was like, okay, cool. As long as we don't play the Broncos or the Jets, we're good. Well, the Broncos and the Jets aren't in this year. <laughs> we may be good. We just got to deal with Baltimore again at some point. Um, on January 9th, Marvel Studios Echo. I'm looking forward to that. All five. I am too. I am um, too. We were talking about it on Mighty Marvel Geeks. Expectations aren't high because we don't want to get disappointed, but I don't think we're, I don't think this one's going to disappoint us. Or at least we hope not. Yeah, I don't have I don't I don't have super high expectations, but I don't have I think my my expectations are in the middle. So I think it I think it'll uh 
I think it'll do. I think it'll be decent. Eric's hoping that Red Wolf appears in this series. It's possible. It is very possible. Uh, on, I could see on January 10th, Hamster and Gretel. Hamster and Gretel. Yeah, it looks like it's an animated series. Mm, I would guess. And <laughs> Kia and the Kimoya Heroes. What was uh, that? Kia and the... <laughs> yep, oh. <laughs> uh, I see what you did there. Um, Hamster. <laughs> Just for you, on the 12th, Louie, season three, new episodes. Louie? Louie. It's a show about dogs. Oh, Bluey. I thought you said Louie. Nope, Louie. Never Uh, seen it. January 17th, The Ghost and Molly McGee, Season 2. America's Funniest Home Videos, Seasons 24 through 26, comes out on the 17th. It Was Always Me, Season 2, January 17th. A Real Bug's Life, January 24th. Huh? (laughs) I said I knew it was always you. Uh, A Real Bug's Life, Season 1, January 24th. January 31st, Mickey Mouse Funhouse, Season 2. January 31st, Choir. And then Shorts and Bonuses, Minnie's Bow Tunes Camp Mini on the 17th. And on the 31st, Me and Mickey, Season 2. That's the stuff coming out for Disney+. Plus. Well, all right. Now, I'm going to say, based on conversation we had a little bit before show, How to Train Your Dragon. You kind of enjoyed the animated movies? Uh, yes, I did. I haven't seen all of them, but I haven't seen them all either. But the first two were really good. Yes. Uh, there's what a third, or is there three and four? Uh, I want to say there's at least four. I could be wrong though, but I believe there is. I know there's three. I don't know about the fourth. Oh, or or am I thinking of the series? There was also a series. There was also the TV series, which I enjoyed that too. I haven't seen that one. Um. Well. Apparently, there's going to be a live-action version of How to Train Your Dragon, and Gerard Butler will reprise his role from the animated movie. That is crazy. <laughs> uh, he was previously the voice of Chief Stoic, the Vast, yes. a.k.a. Hiccup's dad, so now he will play Hiccup's dad in the live-action, which I think is cool. That's interesting. Uh, the cast now includes Gerard Butler... Uh, starring along with Mason Thames from the Black Foam as Hiccup and Nico Parker, The Last of Us, as Astrid. Hmm. Okay. Uh, based on the books by Cressida Cow, How to Train Your Dragon premiered in 2010 and would dominate the decade with its two sequels, so only two, three films, plus several shorts and TV spinoff series that include DreamWorks Dragons, DreamWorks Dragons Rescue Rider, and DreamWorks Dragons The Nine Realms. The original voice cast for the movie, movies, in addition to Gerard Butler, included J.U. Barshell, Marika Ferreira, and Craig Ferguson. It is yet to be yeah, confirmed yeah. if any of them will return for the live action. I hope they would as adult an adult role. Cameos. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Could you imagine Jay Parshell as Astrid's father? <laughs> Craig Ferguson as the... Um, I would love that. I love Craig Ferguson. I would love Craig Ferguson as the, the one who had the, uh, the the adult with the peg leg. Yeah. <laughs> that would be that so would awesome. Be, that would. So, um, whoever into... NCIS, any of that franchise? 
Not really. Well, apparently Mark Harmon will be returning to NCIS for a show called NCIS Origins, a prequel about a young Leroy Jethro Gibbs with Mark (laughs) Harmon to narrate. So uh, the series is set to debut in 24-25 and will take place in 1991. So we'll not be able to reprise the role, but we'll serve as the show's narrator. See, at this point in time, I don't know if we need him as a narrator. I mean, it's cool that he's going to be involved, but I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know <laughs> about the narration part. I think it's going to take away from the show. You think? I think. Yeah, <laughs> I think. And then finally, to wrap things up, uh, this is going to be brought to you by Jersey Ninja, our, our proud sponsor. Uh, again, use code WeBeGeeks for 10% off your purchase from JerseyNinja.com. This is the weekly top 10 of comics rising in value in the last week. I think this is becoming a fun, fun thing to add to the show each week. Yeah. So number 10, X-Men 221 from 1997. Hmm. Uh, this is out there because of the popularity of the rumored release window of X-Men 97. Interesting. Uh, Apparently, Marvel appears to have pushed back the release to March to coincide with an X-Men 97 comic release, but the excitement is still palpable for the series and its villain, Mr. Sinister. Ah, yes. So, uh, this particular issue has a high sell of a CGC 9.8 of $312 and a very fine fair market value of $43. Hmm. Now, number nine. Too shabby. Number nine, Godzilla number one, regular edition <sighs> from Marvel, 1977. Ah, yes. Because uh, Godzilla minus one got another shot in the arm when Toho announced the film will return to theaters for a new theatrical run in black and white. That's interesting. That was a great movie. I loved it. I, I still need to see it. Oh, so good. At so this point good. in time, I can't get to it because I can't drive. <laughs> Um, but the comics originally were with Marvel in 1977. Uh, they tracked a high sell of Godzilla number one, uh, 9.8 at $525. Nice. A fair, very fine fair market value at $69. Not bad. Number eight, the Omega Men, number three from DC, 1993. Aquaman 2 oh, yeah. is here and doing well enough in the theaters. Fans are eager, eager to see Jason Momoa in the role for one last time. Because now it's rumored he's going to play Lobo in the all-new DCU. Uh, yes. Which I can see him as Lobo as well. Totally, yeah. Um, I almost think he he's going to be a better Lobo than Aquaman. Yeah, definitely. I but agree. looking back... You know who would have made another great choice for Aquaman? It's just he, he doesn't have the, the name power. And it would have partnered great with T.M.U. Morrison. Cool. Now I can't think of his last name. Daniel. Oh, Daniel. Yeah. They, he'd be, nah. yeah, yeah the, the young kid, Boba Fett. Uh, I can't think of his last name. I don't even know if I've seen him in anything lately. Oh, my Lord. Why? Why can I not remember his last name? I had it till right before I brought it up. <laughs> Daniel Logan. Daniel Logan. There we go. I think Daniel Logan could have made a decent, uh, decent Aquaman. 
it would have been fun to see him in the role, especially if there was a, uh, if they wanted to go with a little lesser name, known name. I, I, I think it could have carried, he could have carried it over fairly well. Hmm. But it's besides the point. Uh, Omega Men, um, this is Lobo's first appearance. Oh, right. So it has tracked a 9.8 at $380 and a near mint at $67. Hmm. Uh, number seven from 2002, Batman 609, with renewed speculation that Hush will be the main villain in Batman 2. Um, this is causing the aftermarket sales to rise because it all started with the tie in website or bat for the Batman movie Ratatalada.com when Hush was brief- briefly flashed across the screen when a flash when a fan solved the puzzle. This website is R-A-T-A-A-L-A-D-A.com. So if they're doing what they kind of did with, um, okay, I went, I clicked it and it says this domain has been seized city of Gotham police department, (laughs) uh, the domain for this and your, that's pretty good. A real da has been seized by the Gotham Police Department pursuant to a seizure warrant issued by a Gotham City District Court under the authority of 18 USC something 981,982 inter alia as part of the coordinated law enforcement action by City of Gotham Police Department. <laughs> but apparently, uh, as we said, the uh, when you went to this uh you you solved a puzzle and a show pop up so i'm checking out this other the other website does the same thing (laughs) it's great so um jeff snader was on a podcast called the hot mic giving cryptic answers when quizzed about the subject recently the insider has reported that hush is the main villain for the sequel which cool hopefully they do hush character right because in all honesty, I don't think they did the Riddler right. I think you might have mentioned that. <laughs> yeah, I, I was disappointed with the way the Riddler was, was done. But with Hush, even from the comics, they they could spin it. And I think they could do a pre... They, they could still... I mean, Hush is a maniac. Homicidal maniac. Right. So if they did what they did with Riddler to Hush, it will work. Because it fits Hush. It did not. Yeah, it did not fit Riddler. I can see that. Yeah. Even to adapt Riddler to a modern day version of himself, it's it's still not. It still wasn't the Riddler that would have happened. Mm. Joker, yes, it's one of the few things I think Christopher Christopher Nolan did right with Joker with Heath Ledger is given Joker or the 20th century or 21st century gave him that. He was potentially a, someone with extreme PTSD, mm. which fits the potential motive of, of the Joker. Jared Leto's Joker? No. No. Oh. Sorry. Oh. Just a mention of that makes me sick. Yeah. So, <laughs> Batman 609, uh, 9.8 at $200. Near mint, fair market value, $47. Number six, Nathan Snurt Snurdy's 
one of 25 variant from 2023 DC Superman number nine. Rarely does <clears throat> Silver Banshee receive the fan base's attention, but she's all the rage this week. Um, the book introduces a whole new subset of collectors to the character for the first time. It's been tracked at $74 for a raw copy and $67 for a near mint fair market value. <clears throat> number five, Predator versus Wolverine number four, Joshua Kassara. One of 25 Marvel from 2023. Uh, the series has been doing pretty well amongst collectors. Uh, and this variant cover seems to be hitting everything just right. Uh, featuring the Predator facing off with a wall of severed Wolverine heads from different eras. <laughs> and it brings up the question of Wolverine being unseated as the man who is the best there is at what they do. <laughs> A uh, high sell of $40 for a raw copy and a near mint of $38. Number four, Jay Anacelletos, one of 25 variant from DC of 2023, Green Arrow number seven. He's one of my favorite artists. We should see about getting him on the show then. That would be cool. This is something well, we could pursue. Um, this list typically has at least one cover featuring a fan favorite heroine. But this week it has two. Black Canary has been grabbing more than her share of the spotlight recently. And with this variant, it capitalizes that. Fans hmm. usually notice if a creator spotlights a beauty like Black Canary or Catwoman. Um, I guess this has both. Mm-hmm. Oh, going to go check out. Oh, ooh, okay, yeah. It says Black Canary sitting on a, a bike on a motorcycle. This is a nice cover. Mm-hmm. That's very nice. Now you see why he's one of my favorite artists. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, high sale, $55 for a raw copy. Near mint, fair market value at 43 Now, we've talked about this one before. Beneath the trees where nobody sees. Number one, second print. Oh, interesting. Has a high sell of $20 for a raw copy, but a near mint fair market value of $40. Okay. But number two, beneath the trees where nobody sees, number one, the Riley Rosmo cover cover B storybook. Uh, once collectors ran out of copies of cover A to secure at a price that they could stomach, they started looking at the much more affordable cover B. <laughs> now... It's tracking a high sell of $140 for a 9.8 and a near mint fair market value of $44. But wait, there's more. <laughs> In at number one, beneath the trees where nobody sees, Patrick Horvath cover A. Which is what apparently this book has become 2023's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Apparently. <laughs> Uh, it's been tracked at a high sale for a 9.8 of $200 and near mint $77. So insane. It does mean, it does mean that there's value in comments. Yep. Oh, in the video that's showing on this, uh, Paramount plus halo season two, February 8th. Can't wait. I still haven't watched that one yet. Oh, I love that. I loved it. So, uh, any final thoughts? Um, no, I got nothing. Well, I got nothing either. So until next time.
So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production.